Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with another special interview for you today here on Wave 94. Have you ever heard of this, that Canada has a better healthcare system than the United States? Or do they? Well, we're going to talk about that for just a little bit. There's an opinion piece in the Boston Globe entitled, Waiting for Healthcare in Canada. And they compare the wait times in Massachusetts to the wait times in Canada. And we're going to give you some details from that article here in just a second. We're going to talk about the idea of a single-payer system. Is that something that would be good for the United States? Meanwhile, we're going to talk a little bit about Share Healthcare. That's a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry, which might be perfect for you and your family. And you can find more details at sharehealthcare.com. You've been hearing their ads on Wave 94. They bought a little airtime. And we're going to talk with Mike Sharman. He's the legal counsel of Share Healthcare, and he knows an awful lot. He's got his finger on the pulse of healthcare, health insurance, and healthcare sharing. And so we're going to get his opinion on this whole concept of a single-payer system and this article from the Boston Globe. And let me quote from the article, Mike. It says, for reasons I've never been able to understand, Canadians express an abnormal pride in their nation's single-payer healthcare system. He says, bizarrely, it's the feature of Canadian life that they extol above all others. Now, it says this, between getting a referral from a primary care physician to getting the necessary treatment, in other words, that time period before you get that necessary treatment, Canadians can expect to wait more than six months. Now, he's saying that, uh, of course, it's in the Boston Globe. He's talking about Massachusetts. He's saying it could take you currently 20 or 30 days to see a specialist or get a treatment schedule. 20 or 30 days. He says, if we follow Canada's lead, we're going to be waiting 20 or 30 weeks. We're going to think 20 or 30 days was the good old days if we start following what people like Bernie Sanders are promoting, adopting the Canadian model of the single-payer system. So, Mike Sharman, I'm going to turn this over to you. I know you have some thoughts on this and comparing this to Canada. And then all these people that are saying that Canada has a better system, well, why are they saying that and what should we make of it? Mike Sharman, what do you think? Well, thanks, Doug. And um, It really hits on the basic issues we've been talking about for a number of months of uh, big is bad, go small. So how does that tie into this? Well, when you have a bureaucratized, a monopolized, a government top-down system of anything, it's going to create economic and, and market dislocation. And it's fairly easy to see that and quantify that here in healthcare, as you just mentioned with the difference in wait times between Canada and us. Canada has a nationalized healthcare system. And as you mentioned, there's this huge difference uh, between their perception and the reality. Uh, you know, they, they mention in this article, they mentioned that 73% of respondents in this Canadian national respond, uh, survey found that their universal health system, their <clears throat> nationalized health system, was more important to them as a, a national point of pride than anything else, their sports teams, their national anthem, etc. Most important thing. But then when there's uh, viewed how is their health care, actually how is it, what's the reality? Okay, that's the perception. Boy, we really love it. 
what's the what's the reality? It always ranks in the bottom of all developed nations. Um, the Organization for Economic uh, Cooperation and Development, or the OECD, is basically the group of developed nations. There's 38 nations. They rank in the bottom. So the reality is it's bad, but people think they have this. And so one reason why there's that difference of perception is because it's what they have. They don't know anything better. So they think, gee, this is great. I don't have to pay for it, but I might die waiting for it. So you know, you know the, the median wait time they had, they kind of touched on is 27.7 weeks. But the, the time between going to your regular doctor and then getting the necessary medical treatment is more than six months. Mm. And it's gotten worse and worse and worse ever since that survey, which is kind of an important thing in a, a national healthcare thing, an, an annual survey like that. It's the worst that it's ever had since that survey began 30 years ago. So it's not getting better, getting worse. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability here in the U.S., which is a, it, it's still a more free market than what they have. And so we can get an MRI, we can get the scans that we need, the, the digital imaging type things that we, can, we need, uh, you know, whether it's an ultrasound for babies, or we can get those within days. They have to wait weeks to months to get the same thing. Now, we can point fingers of, across the border uh, at Canada at that, but the article, as you mentioned, is published in the Boston Globe, and it begins by saying that Massachusetts, where Boston is, has the highest ratio of doctors to the population of any state in the nation. But there's only one other city uh, beyond Boston, uh, other than Boston, the only city that has a worse wait time is Portland, Oregon. So let's sort of repeat that. Mm. That Massachusetts has the, the best ratio of doctors to people of anyone else in the nation. And yet there's only one other city worse than, than Boston for your wait time. All right, why is that significant? Well, Massachusetts' implementation of the individual mandate and their mandate that everybody in the state have health insurance was the model for Obamacare. A lot of people forget that. But Massachusetts' model of making statewide mandatory health insurance was the model for Obamacare. And it began, you know, a decade or so before Obamacare. So we're seeing the progression there in Massachusetts of okay, what seemed to be a good idea, oh, let's make everybody have health insurance. Let's mandate, mandate health care. And then, of course, since they mandated health care, they're taking into account, well, what do we do about the poor people who can't afford it, et cetera? So they're trying to plug the hole every way they can, and what it actually winds up doing is plugging up the system. There's some serious consequences to all of this. For one thing, when whatever field of work you're in, the less happy your clients are, particularly if you're in a face-to-face people type care, the more your workers are going to have turnover, the more they're going to leave. And that's the case uh, for um, physicians, et cetera, up in Canada. So they have this nationalized health care, but that only works if you have health care workers. Mm-hmm. And they have one, 20% of all healthcare workers have quit their jobs since 2020. 
20%, one-fifth, have less, left their jobs since 2020. And then in 2021 alone, 117,000 physicians left the workforce while less than fewer joined it. So these wait times are going to get worse and worse and worse. Then the issue on, well, maybe if it's real serious, they'll get me in faster. No, this article points out that the median wait time in Canada for medically necessary diagnostic or surgical procedures is 27.7 weeks. Medically necessary diagnostic or surgical procedures will take you that long, 27.7 weeks. That means you might die. Mm. Right. So we don't want um, a one-size-fits-all for healthcare because it doesn't. People are individual. They have individual needs. Uh, different regions. That's one of the things they pointed out about um, Canada's universal or nationalized healthcare is it's very spotty, province by province, region by region, because people are different. Regional needs are different. Distances are different. Um, you know, if you're in Saskatoon, it's a whole lot different than if you're in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same is true for the U.S. Again, we don't have to go up to Canada to see the problems. We can just see, okay, our model for Obamacare, Massachusetts, has the most doctors and the longest wait. Um, on average in the U.S., it takes 20 to 30 days to get specialist or treatment scheduled. Now, that's body two. You know, I know in our region, um, if you need a dermatologist, it's going to be a long time because all the dermatologists in our area hit retirement age at the same time, so you have to go elsewhere, and they're packed up. So it's spotty. But if you were waiting, doing the same thing in Canada, trying to get your specialist or treatment scheduled, it's going to be 20 to 30 weeks on an average. Mm. You know, big is bad. Go small. Allow the market to, to do its work. Well, I don't know, you know if you know an answer to this, but why do you think there's a lack of doctors? Uh, the, the, the three letters is the reason. A-M-A. The American Medical Association. You don't get a hospital, uh, or rather, you don't get a, a um, medical school, rather, unless the AMA says you can. Unless it's a DO, a doctor of osteopathy school, which is not under the AMA. There's a number of new uh, doctor of osteopathy colleges opening up, and there has been no new uh, medical school opening up. Now, not enough to um, make those differences of increasing the number of doctors well. But another uh, thing that's been taking the place is uh, a lot of states now are allowing nurse practitioners and physician assistants to open their own practice and work within their particular specialty. So a lot of uh, nurse practitioners and physician assistants are actually taking the place of doctors in specialties or in family practice. So it's not that a certain number of people that used to want to be doctors just don't want to be doctors anymore. No, I think when you look at the um, application rates and the entrance rates, it's obvious there's a lot more people who want to be doctors than have the opportunity to. And when, you, when you're looking at admission rates for medical schools, 
What's striking is how many people have a high um, MCAT, the um, aptitude test for potential medical uh, student, school students, and their um, grade point. It's amazing how many have a 4.0 grade point or above and a very high MCAT who do not get accepted to a medical school. And, of course, you can be an excellent doctor and have a 3.8 or a 3.7 mm-hmm. grade point. But, that's, you know, you're going to have a tough time trying to get into a med school with that. So it's not that there are less people who have compassion or less people who, who want to do it. It's just it's extremely difficult to get into those schools. Um, also, for many people, the, the nursing or the PA or the nurse practitioner route makes more sense in terms of how long it takes you to get into the field. You know, to be a doctor and then practicing, it takes a long time. Undergrad, med school, uh, internship, residency, um, it's going to be a long time before you're able to hang out your own shingle or practice on your own. Um, so it's much shorter for being a PA or a nurse or a nurse practitioner. Of course, you have less scope that you can do, but that's fine. Um, we have... Um, for computers, we, we aren't really that concerned about it. You know, we know that uh, somebody with a PhD in, in all the various fields of uh, maybe electrical engineering and then computer science, they might have a wider scope they can do than a person who has an associate's or a bachelor's. But different people want different things in their lives, and the person, all we want is somebody to be excellent at the job that they are doing. Well, speaking of excellent at the job you are doing, that's uh, what's happening at Share Healthcare. Now, you guys aren't in the doctoring business, but you are in the business of helping Christians get their healthcare paid for. So tie this into Share Healthcare. Well, I think, you know, what I was just saying about you don't have to be everything to um, everybody in order to be excellent at what you are doing. You can narrow your scope. Um, so we are specialists, let's say. Share Healthcare is specialists. We specialize in assisting Christians. So we've reduced our scope from everybody in the United States, everybody in the world, to Christians. And then we assist Christians in um, sharing their medical expenses. Not you know, helping them with every budget item they ever need, but helping Christians share their medical expenses. And then we reduce that to... Uh, those expenses that are uh, not offensive to God. So we, we don't share in uh, abortions. We don't share in abortifacients. We don't share in gender destruction or deterioration uh, type of medical treatment. We, we share uh, Christians' medical expenses for their medically necessary needs. And because of that, we also have a fraction of the cost of what uh, health insurance, which is mandated to do all those things I just said we don't do. They have to um, bring in everybody. Um, we don't. For example, we, we don't accept people who use tobacco. Um, we And that is a biblical reason, but it has pragmatic uh, financial and medical ones. Mm-hmm. Um, tobacco is a killer. It's a destroyer. And it hurts everything at, in every way with your health. Um it, biblically, we're supposed to be treating our body as the temple of God because we're told Jesus now resides in us. 
the Holy Spirit now resides in us. Um, we are made in the image of God, so we, we need to protect that. So because of that, that has a pragmatic financial impact. Those things that we, we don't uh, do that are uh, repugnant to God. Uh, helping Christians share their medical expenses for their medically necessary uh, needs, it winds up only costing a single $149 a month, or a couple $249 a month, or a family of four, three, four, 49 a month, and then $50 for each child after that. So specializing as we have has very positive, um, practical results for the people who are our members. Is there an advantage to being a member of SHARE Healthcare when it comes to trying to get into a doctor? Right, good, good question, Doug, because with many uh, health plans or many health insurance, there is a network. So let's say you have 20 doctors in town. Well, maybe your network only accepts three or four. And so you are limited to choosing which of those three or four has the best open uh, time for you. The same with which hospital is within your network or which healthcare system is within your network. Well, with Share Healthcare, your network is now any licensed medical professional in the world. So that also helps not only in wait times, but it also helps in who you have to choose to do your treatment and what course of treatment do you have to choose. You know, if um, Germany and in India actually have a lot of treatments for cancer that are medically safe and more efficacious than what doctors in the U.S. and hospitals in the U.S. have been uh, following. So some people may choose to go there. And as long as we... As long as Share Healthcare gets the bill back in English and you tell us ahead of time what you're going to do, that bill will be shareable. Uh, of course, call ahead uh, for two reasons. One, you really want us to know what you're going to be doing there and so that we can help make that easier for you. Um, but also, because medical expenses are so much less expensive overseas than they tend to be here, uh, we very well may share in your flight and your hotel while you're there, just because it is uh, collectively better for everybody if you do the care overseas than here. It's just a lot less expensive. Hmm. On a, a different note, not doing international sort of tourism, uh, medical tourism, but let's say somebody has a, a hip problem and they need to have a hip replacement or a shoulder replacement or a knee replacement. So the actual mechanical replacements are pretty expensive have a relative, they're surgical, and have a relatively long uh, recovery time. Well, uh, stem cell replacement, now it's your own stem cell, it's not the embryonic stem cell, which is controversial, it's your own stem cell. Um, stem cell replacements for those joint replacements have had great success, and they're vastly less expensive than the mechanical ones, mm -hmm. you know, that where you're actually replacing one structure with another. Um, but many health insurance won't pay for that. Um, why, I don't know, because it is, it works well. Um, but anyway, we, we would share in that. So you have those type of choices of, if your doctor believes it's necessary for you and helpful, um, then we share in it. How can people find out more information? The easy way is remember a name, Share Healthcare, and then look up sharehealthcare.com sharehealthcare, sharehealthcare.com, or, and then look at the website, 
write up the questions you have while you're looking it over, and then call the, a real life human at 1 844 SHARE HC. 1 SHARE HC. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. That's Mike Sharman of Share Healthcare. Again, the website, sharehealthcare.com. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple. 